Coming to you live and direct from Pasadena, California, it's the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast Morning Zoo! <laughs> oh, we had this good idea, well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Oh, we have this good idea. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. So now we're back to character, Jen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 3 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Twin. I'm Maui. <laughs> I'm reading it's the always chat. one of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the chat room. <laughs> God damn it! <clears throat> and you guys that away drove all the way up from wherever it is you Corona. drove. Corona, Corona, technically Holy Riverside. Metric. Yeah. Wow, way Riverside all the way out there. Yeah, I was in Riverside. Yeah, we, we go get so. Aya from Riverside. That's we actually like, got her last night, and then yeah. just made her sleep on our. Couch. That's what probably nine, a ninety-minute drive. No, it was only about an hour. If there were traffic, it would be a lot worse. Well, to be fair, you drove like an insane. You person. did. That's completely fair. Yeah, you drove like a maniac. There, there may be dead in my wake, but we were here. It's yeah. true. The young and infirm. Excellent. They were. They were. Uh, free they were in the way. Yep. <laughs> like me skiing. Good. <laughs> Good, he says. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'm okay with that, especially if the people are just in your way. Yeah. If they're in your way and they're not moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. We grew up in, in Florida, so we were used to, to driving to have to get around the elderly. So. <laughs> true. The elderly yeah. and the unlicensed. Yeah. 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 From what Miami. I hear, I, yeah. I didn't grow it's up in true. Florida. But. You visited a couple times. I know. did. Yeah. I even drove there once. I'm sorry. I'm not sure why. So what have you guys been doing, game-wise? Um, well, we have been running a couple of games. We actually just ran the LARP uh, that we run... Uh, yes. Le- on Halloween weekend, uh, after a long hiatus, mm-hmm. where we had been just through poor circumstances, had not been able to run, where we couldn't get a site, or the site fell through, or and then like Renfair got in the way early in the year, and then uh, finally we were able to book a site on Halloween weekend, um, which was like the only time that we could run, and we were like, "Fuck it, Halloween game, let's do it!" Yay! Right. Uh, which was a lot of fun, and we we actually uh, it, it rained cats and dogs on us on Friday night so hard that we and actually horses and sheep. I think for the people. first time in the history of the LARPs that I have played in. Called game early on Friday night. It was um, pouring. Yeah, like other games, oh, we've really? continued to play yeah. through the rain. We've just. Oh, this was a pretty point. hellacious storm. Though. It was. Mm. No, it, it rained us out. So it actually rained us out so hard that um, we had to we had to batten down the hatches after uh, after the player like the players scattered as soon as we were like okay we're gonna call game and we're just gonna move all the stuff we had planned for tonight to tomorrow and just keep game we're, we're gonna continue game tomorrow mm-hmm. and the players scattered to their tents as they should and went the fuck to bed mm-hmm. in their warm dry tents but we had a lot of props and things that we had to, to batten down and make sure we're safe like we'd set up a, a whole graveyard area and everything like that for the players to deal like with. Poor and gravestones. <laughs> yeah, the gravestones did not have a great night. So this was this was sorry, God. So when Maui went to go batten down the gravestone area where uh, we had an easy up set up to try and keep them as out of the rain as we possibly could, which was laughable. Um, uh-huh. she, the easy up actually collapsed on her in the rain. Same so thing yeah. happened in my backyard. I had yeah. easy up uh, collapse in the same yeah. storm. Uh, so this was, this was one of those what am I doing with my life moments? <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing out in the middle of Malibu Creek State. Park in a graveyard 
um, trying to use <laughs> caution tape, because it's all we have, to tie an easy up to a tree. Uh, so that it won't blow so away. So it won't blow away sure. in the wind. Right. I because then realized, the ground was so hard at first that we couldn't stake the easy up down. Yeah. Yep. So I then realized that it's coming apart as I'm like I've got one hand with the with the caution tape and the other one holding the poles together and I get on my radio because we all we all have radios because it's a lot easier to keep track of everything that's going mm -hmm. on in the in game. So I get on my radio and I'm like, hey guys, I need help out here. I'm holding the thing, I'm managing to like <laughs> make the the thing work with my ch chin. I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> that's when I realized that I was the only one wearing my radio. Because we were back at the other site and we had taken them off. They weren't they're not our walkie-talkies. They're actually Ed's. And we didn't want to we didn't want to get them ruined, so sure. we put them away under the the our tent. Uh, we we happen to have a tent that like has a covered porch and everything, thank God. And we're literally like it's the only dry place backstage. So we're taking all of the props and all of the costuming and the bins and everything that we used to run the game and we are putting it under our tent. Mm -hmm. So I finally um, I finally just called a fuck it on the easy up because it collapsed and dumped <laughs> freezing cold water on me. Mm -hmm. Um piled some rocks on it so it wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> picked up one of the largest gravestones I could find and squelched across the field <laughs> back to camp using the gravestone. Squelching like an is a good word for what just she did like, when she came up. Yeah. What a, Except what that instead of, my life? instead of the gravestone looking like an umbrella over her head, it turned out more like a sail for most yeah. of the time. Yeah. She's sure. like she's like Mary Poppins coming over, just like ah! what, were, what were they made out of? Um styrofoam. <laughs> So a really good sale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, I know. So not make good umbrellas. So that was the start of our yeah. uh, five weekends of gaming and or LARP. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or cons or, or whatever cons we had to go to the I five weekends of con. of not sleeping at yes. home. Yeah, for us, which was an adventure. So we did a lot of that, and we we've been trying Screw to them. I got to sleep at home all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we've been. Uh, yeah, I think two been... weekends we were at your house. That's true. <laughs> yeah, correct. And then we we had. Uh, We've been trying to, to get the website and stuff. I've been running for the, the comic in the meantime, but then we had... Uh, first, I... Oh, she uh, had emergency dental surgery. I did. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I, I have fewer wisdom teeth than I did when I was last here. <laughs> and by that, I mean none. Right. Um, but it was it was an emergency dental procedure because we, we went we worked Nottingham Ren Faire, and by the end of that weekend, I, I realized that I could not open my mouth wide enough to eat Pop-Tarts. Wow. Um, so I was like... Oh, not sorry. sideways either. Like, yeah, no. Which I probably do normally, but... Eating. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, I need to go to the dentist. And I went in, and they were like, oh, your wisdom tooth is coming in in such a fashion that, that it's actually uh, slicing into your jaw. Yeah. Uh, I'm numb, we're going to call numb, this numb. emergency surgery time and get you in to see an oral surgeon today or tomorrow. Uh, so that was that was an adventure. And then that weekend, I broke my toe. Yeah. Yep. Um, but <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, when you're on prescription hydrocodone is the time to break your yeah, toe if sure. you're going to do it. Right. You <laughs> I didn't notice. Right. Uh, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't feel it. She learned, uh, or she she just walked on it all day and was like, "Huh." This uh, funny story. Also, uh, when she broke her toe, we were actually up in Idlewild, so I had to go learn to drive stick shift real fast in the snow on the mountain to on drive us down the mountain. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. because it was my left foot. Yeah, and right. I drive a stick shift, so, so I, I can drive stick now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was an adventure, and we did a lot of that. But between that and I, who who mostly runs the website for us, uh, having two computers blow up. Yeah, in the past month and a half. Oh, good. Uh, no, so one of it's them. been an adventure. When were you guys in Idlewild? Uh, How long ago? We were, it was the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, was it? Yeah. Yes. It was the weekend before Thanksgiving. Was it the weekend I was up there? I, w I, I, wanna, I was up there like a month ago. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, yeah it was the weekend of like the 20-something before, before Thanksgiving. 
I was. I had agreed. It was a, a LARP that was running, and I was doing the meal plan for them. I had agreed to run the meal plan and cook for like thirty people, and yeah. then two days before the LARP, I had emergency dental surgery, yeah. and I was like, ah, "It'll be fine." <laughs> so I, I just didn't take my painkillers to drive up the mountain because I can't really drive on them. Oh no! And right. so I, I, I drove up the mountain. Yet. Like it's fine. I'll get there. It's just I'll take the painkillers when I get up there. <laughs> and then I, I popped the hydrocodone when I got up the mountain, and everything got better. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, I, I woke up the next morning and proceeded to to break my toe getting out of the top bunk of one of the bunk beds. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, my body went into shock. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> I was like, man, combining altitude with painkillers is awful. I feel terrible. <laughs> and uh, then proceeded to get up and cook for 30 people before I was like, oh, my toe is in really bad shape. I should talk to the medic. <laughs> Uh, Stu, so that's mostly what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. You could have LARPed. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Come up and LARPed with us. I'm trying to think what weekend I was up there. I don't know if that was it or not. Yeah, I, I went. Up, I went up. It might have been like six weeks ago. I, I was in the campground. One day, we'll get you to come and LARP with us in the mountains. <laughs> All right, come camp with us. Okay. Uh, let, let me do a little housekeeping. Happy Jack, uh, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. Go to our forum, happyjacks.org slash forum. That's happyjacks.org slash forum. We have a Facebook page, happyjacks.org slash Facebook. We'll take you right to it. And also, there's a G plus group, Google plus, happyjacks.org slash Google plus. Spell that fucker out. And then our Twitter is happyjacksrpg, or at happyjacksrpg. Do you guys have Twitter accounts you want to plug or anything like that? Yeah, but I don't remember what it is. Do you guys? What? Uh, True Neutral CMC. True Neutral CMC. <laughs> is our Twitter. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's see if there's anything else. I think that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, first email. Soundboard check. <laughs> it works okay. Oh, that's not the one I wanted. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> um... Email from Nicholas from Sweden. Did someone else want to read this since you guys are guests? Kind of. Yeah. We live here now. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed myself to the There's a coffee fridge. pot in here. I'm good. Yeah. No, I, can, I can make coffee. coffee, coffee if you guys You're not wanna, wrong. If you guys want to start the email, I can, well, I don't know if I can get it made in, by the time you finish reading it, though. I, I could read it slowly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, really. Can there be coffee? Really? I can, Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like yeah, that is the most that. exciting thing in the you, whole way. You guys world. want you here, I'll, here's I'll read the do. thing. No, yeah. you, 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 no decaf, right? No. Decaf's not an option. Okay, because no, no. I, I drink decaf now. What's that? Not in this crew. Bless your sorry. heart. I know. Well, I I had to. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, oh, yeah. The there you go. Thank you. I don't know what that beer's going to taste like. They've been in the sun for a while. Well, I'm going to find out. It's exciting. All right. Um, but yeah, you guys go ahead read the email. We'll you, do. you saw what the topic is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and if I'm not back, I'll I'll bring. When I come back, I'll bring coffee. Oh my God! You're a hero. You're wonderful. And go. (laughs) Okay, okay. let's read them. Um, Hola, Jack and the Happy Bunch. I'm... I have to take one of these off. I'm a new young listener from Sweden trying to catch up on being... uh, while being homesick. Three seasons in, and I think it's time for my first mail. My background is in MMOs and tabletopping. We found RPGs from Will Wheaton's tabletop game show and tried Dragon Age with some success. After... Afterwards, a few newer friend... A newer friend in the group announced that he was an experienced GM in many systems. We started a Warhammer fantasy game, and it still runs. That still runs, and uh, we've been playing a lot. Your insightful discussions of do's and don'ts of RPing made me question how functional our groups are. Our group is. Is. (laughs) Our group is basically these stereotypes. GM. 
knows everything and enjoys showing it. Prices clothing by color while listing materials with different rarity. <laughs> and will answer every question in depth. He values world building and lore highly while the discussions, role play, and characters get a back seat. Descriptions. <laughs> Descriptions? What did I say? Discussions. <laughs> no discussions here. <laughs> no discussions. <laughs> you may not. Yeah, not at my table. Not enough coffee. This is why this is happening. Yeah. Uh, his rules are homebrewed rules with little material available to us. My first PC was a ritualist that had no possibility to create a ritual. So I was a mage with a big-ass crossbow trying to become a priest. I suspect that he enjoys being the smartest guy in the room a bit too much. I love that guy. Everyone loves that guy. <laughs> that guy. It's just unfortunate when that guy is also your GM. Everybody yeah. knows one of, one of them guys. That guy. The GM's roommate don't doesn't follow the story and delays the game. He plays a knight of noble birth, but can't roleplay etiquette to save his life. Ah. That guy. <laughs> Here's the quiet guy. Uh, only enjoys role-playing combat, and as it only takes one player to start a fight... <laughs> and it just takes somebody throwing a fucking chair. <laughs> that's it. One chair. rotten fruit, that's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has, he's the only one skilled in battle. He's the star of the show. Uh, the role-playing loner. Ooh. A selfish assassin that always leaves the group. Why would he stay when you guys suck? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Wow. We, he has now acquired a Pegasus, so we couldn't keep up even if we tried. Why? <laughs> no. Why for an assassin? That's not even... <sighs> All right. The cheating MMO player. Uh, leveling multiple characters off screen with loads of metagaming, since he wants to be the hero, hero that everyone depends on. He loves uh, to push for player drama, especially uh, his first character... <laughs> Words. I don't have them. They, they flew away. Um, and for example, his first character was a gay 12-year-old prostitute <laughs> who had been aged by a witch. So he had to break him out from a pimp. GM did not get any time to prepare for that, by the way. Awesome. Yeah. Mr. No-Show. He says he'll come, but rarely does. He plays a druid that lives as a town beggar, and every time he plays... A building burns down. My f the first character death, um, the first character death, me of course, was oh. due to oh, his honey. careless fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anything about that. No, no one's ever had a careless fireball or two in their lives. Yeah, the closest that one of Maui's PCs ever came to dying was from fucking just the party the continually failing oh, my and hitting her. <laughs> One HP, guys. One HP. I was Dude. I was playing a druid. I was tanking the BBG. The party got me down to one HP. The bad guy didn't hit me. You were laying once. on him in bear form. We couldn't I get around your fat him. ass. Yeah. Well, you guys decided that calling lightning was a good idea. Don't look at me. That wasn't me. That was the <laughs> captain. Not me. No, you just kept God. shooting her in the ass. No, I shot her once in the butt and then handed the crossbow over to someone else. To the eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, right. <laughs> so, and then there's me. I am the only player with characters that die. Every time I re-roll a character, uh, they start underleveled. So I make, a most, I make the most of it by adding further character flaws to them. It's fun... Uh, they're fun characters, but it's hard to get a natural role in a party where I fail at most things, <laughs> while the rest have a long history of adventuring together. So the other PCs have little reason to care for me. 
My problem is that everyone playing does things that I think limits the potential of what the game could be. As most of us are old friends, and we've been uh, in this game for years, it's hard to kick out players or tell them how to play. I've brought it up, if only slightly, but things are not changing. My first idea was to GM myself, rewarding good and punishing unwanted behavior. Uh, send assassin on loner, uh, punish bad etiquette, give cheaters cancer. <laughs> Cheater cancer. <laughs> Cheater cancer. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Wow. Um, other players... Wandering damage. <laughs> <laughs> other players want to try a GM as well, but none of us are as experienced as our current GM, and every time... Uh, and every try to gather up has failed due to low interest. So I guess my question is, how does one set up guidelines for for an RP group if everyone isn't the same level of on the same level of what a good game should be? So I think I think most of us have similar opinions <laughs> in regards to this particular group, which is that um, it sounds like this group is not for you. <laughs> It sounds well, like you should find a different fucking group, and you have a lot of options in terms of finding different <coughs> fucking groups, even if you're in a place where it's hard to find face-to-face groups. There's a lot of online groups these days. Uh, Roll20 20 20. is amazing. Um, but let us assume, for the sake of discussion, um, that that y- you are going to stay with this group for whatever reason, or that somebody else would stay in a group like this, um, and you're trying to figure out how to handle it. Um, because realistically... Get out, man, while you still can! Yeah. Uh-huh. Lokio lo- uh, actually says table flip and moonwalk out the door. Sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah Lokio lo- lo- said before that uh, it sounds like an entire party of that guy's, and I was yeah. like, I was definitely going to say that. But yeah. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of things that are contributing to this party sucking. Um, a lot of different aspects. Some of it um, is that, frankly, uh, your GM isn't handling things well. Uh I mean, the, the assassin who tends who has a tendency of abandoning the party because you guys suck, winding up with a Pegasus, that's a poor fucking choice on the GM's yeah, part. How did that I would have never, never <laughs> let a player who was prone to that wind up with something that gave him an advantage in terms of leaving the players. Because that's just, that doesn't help the teamwork of the party, which is part of the point of being there. Yeah. And, like, the guy who's, who's leveling multiple characters off screen, who the fuck is letting him do that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, holy shit! Yeah. Um, I I think that, uh, realistically, if you wanted to try and stick with this game, you have two options. Option one, sit down and have some grown-up fucking conversations with the people in the party. If they don't respond to grown-up fucking conversations, leave. Go find some Go grown-ups. Go find some grown-ups to play with. Um, well, okay, so, I, yes, I agree with those, but yeah. he did say that this is a group of friends that yeah. have been friends for a long time. He probably does not want to just tables flip and say, fuck his friends that is and fair. leave. Well, yeah, like, you don't have you, to do that to leave. Well, you can, no, but you, like, so if he wants to make the group work with his friends, um, honestly, suggest to the GM that he listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, for like, real. Say, say something <laughs> like, um... I've been listening to this podcast, and they talk a lot about gaming, and since you're RGM, I think you would have a lot of opinions about it. Yeah. Like, and just, you know, Make see it what all you his idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it was his idea. Yes. <laughs> then he gets, he, ideally, if he's open to actually learning to become a, a better GM, yeah. there's a lot of gold on this fucking podcast, and then he'll think that it's all his choice to yep. do it. Um, or, realistically, I mean, I think that if you want to try and stick with this group, and... 
and you're it sounds like you have a decent head for part of what makes the problems in the first place if you are even remotely interested i highly encourage you to step up and try jamming yourself oh my my god God. it's glorious you're the most wonderful person in the world Yes, the coffee walked in. Yeah, I guess Sue's there too. But <laughs> um, how'd you know I was talking to all three mugs at once? <laughs> Thank you, Sue. Here, I can. Oh, you're welcome. I can make this go away. But no, I mean, like, I, I think that for you personally, the advice that I would give is is try to yeah t- tell them to skip this episode. Um, that <laughs> that being said, uh, I, I would I would sit sit down and have a, a grown ass conversation with some of your friends, and if they can't. If they don't react well to grown-ass conversations, that doesn't mean that you have to stop being friends, but I would be like, you know what, I think that this group is not so much for me, and go find another crew. If you can't find one that's face-to-face, find one on Roll20, who you can play with. There are a million groups out there that you can join. But for other people who feel like they're stuck with groups like this for whatever reason, um... I mean, like, try to talk to people if it doesn't work. Try to encourage the GM to to find resources like this podcast or step up and GM yourself. I know that it's not always bright, fun, and sunshine to GM, but sometimes it might fulfill you in ways that will surprise you, and Mm -hmm. it may give you the opportunity to help encourage growth within the group that the GM you currently have may not be able to encourage. And if you can make them learn and grow while you're GM, then you can fucking hand GMing off to somebody else after the group has, has... changed ideally ideally yeah <laughs> in a perfect world and that being said like <laughs> even if you stick with it and you still don't feel like gming um balancing players like that who get different things want different things need different things um finding that is all about communication <clears throat> yeah because i mean one of the games we play in there there's the group that enjoys more of the role play and the group that enjoys other stuff they like either the combat or or they need puzzles or whatever and we all need and go about our our experience with this game this one game told this one way we go about it all different ways and sometimes meeting in the middle was really difficult yeah. and it took the gm stepping in talking to people people talking to the gm first to let him know that they weren't feeling fulfilled, didn't feel like that they got to do what they wanted to, uh, or connect with the game or other players the way they desired. And don't mistake us. Sometimes those conversations started with arguments. I was yes. gonna, yeah, I was gonna point that out. We've we had we have had fights in our in our weekly game because someone wasn't feeling like they were getting what they wanted out of the game, and it was or due felt to like they couldn't contribute. Yeah, and which is a legitimate concern. Yes. absolutely. So that was up to the GM to step in and go, let's fix this. Does everyone want to fix this? Does everyone feel like they they want to rectify this and alter our behavior to make everyone happy or enjoy the game? Because yeah. that's yeah. ultimately what you're there for. I mean, I, I feel like every time I'm on the show and somebody's like, what do I do with these out-of-game problems with my group? My response is, communicate with them. But like, <laughs> yes. for fuck's sake, have be a grown-ass adult. Yeah. Sit down and have a grown-up conversation. You're such mm-hmm. a woman. <laughs> now, now, what do you... What, this guy's got kind of a disparate group. He does. Yes. He, has, he has people that have all kinds of different itches they want Absolutely. scratched. Mm-hmm. Is it possible for a GM to scratch all of those? I it's, think that it's a, a yes. sincere challenge, but I think that it is right, possible. Have you guys already talked about this? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little okay. bit. Yes and no. Essentially, it's you have an itch you want scratched, but you can't be selfish with that itch. Because right. it yeah. can't be scratched all the time, and that's not fair. So there's that, and there's also the GM being willing to scratch too much or not enough. Yeah. So, like, the dude with the Pegasus, that itch 
is far beyond scratched. It's horrible. Please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I mean, like, when you have no. a player who occasionally is just like, well, I'm not going to stay with you guys because you're fucking idiots, and leaves the party, the way that you fix that is not by encouraging it. Yeah, you don't <laughs> hand him a train ticket and say, have fun, hun. To, yeah. th- that's confectioner's sugar. I don't know I if noticed. noticed. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't have regular sugar. That's okay. It's fine. Because I don't use sugar. It anymore. melted into the coffee way yeah, fast. It, yes. it was fascinating. But it may need, you may need more of it. To get, yeah. <clears throat> Save anyway. some for me. I'm, yeah, I already put some in you. I'm fixing. I love your you. Thank for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the way over there. I know. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> You're wonderful. But yeah, I mean, like that's that one's a, sin- a sincere problem. And like I said, the other one. What was the other one that I said? The um, the the guy who's leveling multiple characters off screen. No, what? no, what? stop what? it. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. really. He has like multiple characters. He's leveling off screen. But our poor guy here is like, I die all yeah. the time because you come in automatically under leveled. But this guy's like, I'm the hero in five different character sheets. Yeah. Here you I mean, go. Like, Which one do you want? For the guy who who is a, a knight of noble birth but can't roleplay etiquette if his life was at stake. Uh, so I have some friends like that. We have players like that. And part of part in of the role playing games. Really? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but like realistically, if he's playing a character who's of noble birth, <clears throat> he obviously at least wants to try his hand at that, even if he sucks at it. So throw him a bone, so, or at least potentially some part of him, even if he's poor at communicating that he he's playing a character with etiquette. Even if he's like, no, I just, he's probably uncomfortable with playing a character who has a lot of etiquette. But some part of him maybe wants to try it, or give give him an environment that makes makes that okay. Yeah, and instead of having people be like, you suck at etiquette, <laughs> you suck at being a noble guy. Give him the opportunity as a GM, if you can, to let him influence something, even if his etiquette is poor, and then have it work, and just point mm-hmm. out the parts of it that are good, and try to encourage the, the, the parts of him trying to roleplay etiquette that actually make sense. And if he's not trying to roleplay etiquette, tell him that he has to give you some concept. We had discussions about this the last few times we were sure, on the yeah. show. Give us context for what it is that you're trying to accomplish, and the strategy in your conversation for which you are going about it. Mm-hmm. And then then you can make a role, maybe to influence that one way or the other, but you need to know what the fuck it is you're trying to do and as a gm encourage the parts of that that are good yes. and and just try to help him get better at that i'm like, a big believer in gentle constructive peer pressure yeah, yes for sure <laughs> and like realistically it sounds to me like mr no show is probably your your best fucking player in the group aside from potentially you and he's fireballing the party <laughs> maybe he's trying to help by murdering everyone there <laughs> He's gonna drive drive the bad ones away. Is that yeah, what do? I don't know, but I mean, the, the druid who's a beggar and shows up occasionally, like, okay, That's fine. So funny. <laughs> Maybe he sucks at, at, at aim sometimes, but. Eh. Hey man, ones happen. <laughs> ones do ones happen. happen. <clears throat> but I, I would, if I were you, take a moment because I know that they're saying like. Other players want to try to GM, but none of us are as experienced. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, how do you get experienced? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. This is how you get experienced, and then people, it falls through through due to low interest. Set a game, decide to GM, or have somebody else who you think might be good at it decide to GM. Set a date. Say, this is what I'm GMing. People who show up, want to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People who don't show up, aren't fucking interested enough. Find other people to fill their spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frankly, yeah, you have to just set it <laughs> right. and do it. New blood is also do it and do it. really good pressure. Yes, for good behavior. Absolutely, that's true. Yeah, get yeah, one absolutely. or two new blood. They will want to mind their manners. They won't want to dick around so much because they got someone new, yeah. someone they I they will, potentially want to. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> either that or they're gonna haze the new guy. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. Case, and, and if they do them. that, then you know, that's that's on them at yeah. that point. But I mean, like. 
I have a lot of really longtime friends who I adore and who are also tabletoppers. Um, there are some of these longtime friends who I adore who are also tabletoppers who I would not play with. Yeah. Because they simply don't tabletop to the same way that I do. They don't mm-hmm. have the same style, they don't have the same preferences, and that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. But just because these are longtime friends doesn't mean that you should feel trapped into a group with them. Yep. Yeah. Um, no. Go find another group. If it's if it's not fulfilling you in a way that it's fun and enjoyable, why else do you tabletop? Yep. Go find somebody the fuck else to play with. This is your hobby. Don't let it stress you out. Exactly. I mean, like, be friends with these people outside of the tabletop. Continue to enjoy your friendship with them. Leaving the tabletop does not have to ruin your friendship with them <coughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But if, if it's not making you happy, and if they're not getting better find somebody else and you don't have to be a dick about it just be yeah, like look i'm I, i'm not th- th- i think this tabletop is just not for me anymore i've had a great time thanks for everything you have done for me peace <laughs> yeah um but if you want to give it a shot those are the things that i would try is definitely stepping up to jamming and see if you can bring in some new blood try to have some some adult goddamn conversations um <laughs> So hard to communicate. God. So hard. Oh, yeah. you can't. You know what? It, 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 it's it's easy to say behind the mic, but oh, when it you is. Get, especially when you get mm-hmm. yeah. Lokio just mentioned, new blood won't alter the alter probably the, the behavior of yeah. that guy. Quote in my opinion. No, it, yeah. it won't always. And that and, and those are the people where you know it's going to be like screaming at a blur, at a brick wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I have also I have also known some of those guys who didn't actually realize that they were that guy. Yeah. And when somebody sat oh, down sure, and told right. them that they were that guy, they got better. they went whoa mm-hmm. right what they, no I mean not I immediately no, no it's, it's not overnight but sometimes sometimes it does they it can it change doesn't them. sure for and and sometimes it changes for a while yeah yeah and then and, they back yeah. but that's yeah. these are the moments where I think that you need somebody who is a good and well-rounded GM to do shit like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it will make a, a significant difference, and I, it sounds to me like your GM either needs to sit down and have a serious look at improving himself, uh, or you need a new GM. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, really. I, I I tend to be hard on GMs, but I think that sometimes, th- but I think that's the most necessary. <laughs> GMs are the ones who, because not only are you building a story f- with the players and, and sitting down and having that kind of that interaction with them, but when shit like this happens, when there are problems that are out-of-game problems... I mean, it's it's yes, it's on everybody's shoulders to fix it, but the GM is the one who has to take the lead in sitting everybody down and trying to help people find a compromise and guiding and playing mediator. And if your GM can't do that, you got to find somebody who can. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> all right, all right, Yay. that was uh, Nicholas. Is that what it is? Uh, Nicholas. It was Nicholas. Thank you, Nicholas, Nicholas. from Sweden. Nick, this from Sweden. Did you guys do an accent? Did you guys read an accent? I, I almost did, but I wasn't quite sure. Because I don't know how good my Swedish accent is. It's not very good. No. I don't think any of us can make Like, we have a variety of accents at our, at our disposal, but my, Swedish, I don't think my it's My Swedish is not good. Just got to do the... the yeah. <laughs> the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Hello, Jerky the Happy Boons. That's what I do you see that? You're perfect. Oh my god. You got it. Shoot. The Swedish chef. Right. I'm my fucking god. I want to see someone do a Viking movie like what was it, the thirteenth warrior? Oh my god. And have everybody talk like that. And have them all talk all these big burly warriors with braided beards and short shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're going to Ikea. <laughs> 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 
Sorry, sorry, people of Sweden. We didn't mean. We 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 no, we're we're yeah, we're really we're oh ignorant Americans. We, we are. are ignorant, it's terrible. Ignorant it's terrible. Oh <laughs> All right, how to build a game from Snardfapple? Flapple. Let me make sure because I typed that. I may have mistyped it. I think it's Snardflapple. I typed it right. All right. And I picked myself the long one. Greetings to those who are happiest while jacking. Long-time listener, second-time writer. I have been listening through cheeseburgers and drinks with toes in them. We just I talked about that at our last game session, which comes out next week, by the way. We're yeah. playing 5th we're playing edition D&D. Oh, awesome. Oh, How's that going? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, um, power, the power curve is a lot shallower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I hear like. about, which I like. <clears throat> so. Having trouble... Uh, I had an encounter in the last game that should have been a, like, deadly encounter. I don't think I injured anyone. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I I was rolling terribly the whole time. I sympathize. Everyone was rolling terribly, but I I, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm not a... I don't know if their CR thing is... Is quite... Right. Correct yet? Yeah. Five... Five member party. Yeah. So pretty, pretty standard. A little, like, you know, on the large end of average party... Yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a CR three encounter for a first level party. Yeah, I mean that's that's a little. I might have kicked it up, but I also have players who are are highly intelligent and build characters very well. Oh, this <laughs> is oh, I was going to say shit. ones that roll twenties so, all the time. For yeah, most and of, ones who for can most roll of the players, constantly. this is the first fifth edition right. character they've written. So mm. yeah, I haven't played it. Um, I, all right, I, I'm liking it. Cool. Um, it still has AC in it. Bugs me. It drinks and the toes them. Uh, not only that, but uh, like a bad colonoscopy, I keep reviewing your backlog over and over and over. I'm sorry. Uh, several listeners have written in with questions about how to construct a game. I think the question is best broken down into two separate questions. One, how do you come up with a complete concept? And two, how do you construct a storyline into scenes? Feel free to delete this section, this next section, for time. Oh, God, don't. Uh, I think we're at like 30 minutes, so we're okay. Yeah. Uh, I started playing RPGs in the late 70s. Oh. Yeah. It's going to be that one. Okay. Yep. One group was crammed full of weird, demented, creative people who could take any idea and run with it. Uh, In gameplay, this often manifested as a cycle I refer to as fuckery counterfuckery. Uh, one example was a dear lady who turned nasty when she GM'd. During a game she was running, she decided it was my turn in the barrel. Oh, God. I'm assuming that's a euphemism. Uh, uh, yeah. yes. It was decided I was the cabin boy at fair for a while. It's a euphemism. <laughs> right, no, right next to the table, there's a barrel. Um, it was decided in-game that my character received an infestation of pests after a romp with Barmaid. Oops. Uh, the laughter ah. of my party and the taunts of unclean led to the townsfolk identif- identifying me as a leper and resulted in, in being chased out of town by an angry mob. <laughs> this was fuckery. Fuckery. <laughs> and I taunted her, right nicely of course, for being on her period. Oh. What? <laughs> nicely. 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 All right. When I when it came, should I skip this? No, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. When I when it came time, because uh, I skipped it when I did the show notes. It's it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. All right. 
I think it's when it came time uh, to my turn to GM. I created a cloth golem mage for the sole purpose of cursing my friends' characters with the curse of riding the cotton pony. Mm-hmm. An immortal steed faster than a horse absorbs blood, so it would heal light wounds for <laughs> one to two points per turn, and would stand a one in six chance per turn of causing the rider to dive into a berserker rage. <laughs> This was the counterfuckery. Okay, all right. <laughs> Oh God! So funny. I don't know that I I would have chosen that particular subject to harp no. on her with with counterfuckery, but the way that it was gone about was funny as yes. balls. Yeah, yeah this is funny. That's funny. Generally, period. No, that hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> the next time uh, she was in the big chair, uh, she looked at her looked for her opening, and being an ass, I presented one. <clears throat> I was playing a mage well, and, and happened to be channeling. <laughs> Miracle Max from oh, The Princess God. Bride. Which one's Miracle Max? She's the... Uh, Billy, 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 oh, uh, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, yeah. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, she took the opening, and the next thing I knew, I became a were-Jew. Were-Jew! Do they sneak in your room and steal your gold in the middle of the night? They, like I, think, I think on every full moon they, they grow the little the side the glass. The little glass on the side of there. Yeah. I'm, I'm verklempt. <laughs> I, I couldn't fight, Clemped. study, or travel one night per week. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, the Sabbath, all right. Yeah. Uh, had to spend more gold on kosher meals and had to had an increased probability of finding supplies at wholesale prices. <laughs> No, he's good. Sony does. This was free association running rampant. I'm assuming that's an apology. All right. Uh, Free association is where the concept starts. He's getting back to to coming up with game game ideas. All right. During a recent episode, you read a letter mentioning Jeff from Appleton, formerly of Oshkosh, um, followed quickly by a reference to Oshkosh Bagosh. Oshkosh was misread as Osaka. My mind... Uh, being left to wander, it immediately popped up with the question, if Oshkosh has their clothing company, what clothing company would be associated with Osaka? I've been watching some anime lately and immediately popped back with the answer, Osaka Yukata? A lightweight kimono. This... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This led to thoughts about the summer festival scene using the trope of a big evil company I now have a company who is trying to take over the world at the Summer Festival. Excuse me. <clears throat> I haven't had beer in a while. We're um, <laughs> good influences. Yes. Uh, summer Festival. How would, how would a mad company exec seek to take over the world in a Japanese anime? Probably channeling a demon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And since this is a clothing company specializing in traditional clothing for Japan... <clears throat> Uh, if this were a one-shot, we could we could make it silly and have it attack the most un-Japanese clothing in the area, namely Western-style panties. <laughs> a demon... Are, is there no, a difference? No. I, no. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, yes, Western-style panties, I've just learned this in the last week, aren't inventing machines. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, we had Chris recently. from Osaka here last week. Uh, hey. he, Panties. Oh. Vending machine. He didn't bring us any. Well, why, not? why not? <laughs> Rude. 
<laughs> right? Jeez. That would be kind of a really kitsch gift, huh? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. look, I, I brought you some panties from a vending machine in Japan. Is, what? Well, Enjoy. I, did you get the used or unused version? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, a demon destroying panties at a summer festival would need to have a lot of help before it could fully manifest. Oh. A few minor wind spirits dashing through the crowd to gather a few pairs would be needed. Oh my god. I'm not sure how many people are going to be wearing panties at a summer festival. (laughs) Speak for yourself, lady! (laughs) Jesus Christ. Using just this free thought process, I now have a strategic big bad, corporate exec who is off screen, a tactical big bad, the demon, and some underlings uh, who cause trouble and offer opportunities. Underlings? Hey (laughs) oh! Underlings? Underwear? Under there. Under I just made you say underwear. <laughs> and offer opportunity to drop clues, the wind spirits. Clues? Clues. <laughs> I have also I also have a location Yikes. setting, the festival, and opponents uh, the opponent's longer term objective, raising the demon, and shorter term objective, gathering panties. <laughs> Ritual components, man, it's serious business. Does this guy like from Japan? I no, don't know. I don't think so. Right. <laughs> once, once I have it's the setting and the complication, I need to populate it with some characters and NPCs. Since it's an anime, th- since this is an, an anime theme. I need to have characters fitting the classic anime genre. Late teen students, so I need a, a swordsman for combat and students mm-hmm. with a really with, huge sword, like unnecessarily right, like, yeah. a surfboard sized sword. Yeah, right. <clears throat> uh, a student at a magic academy for ranged combat and to buff and a robotics tech specialist for support. <laughs> And heavy firepower, a shrine maiden for healing and general holy shit, um, maybe an armed, unarmed combat specialist in the guise of an emo girl. Oh my fucking god. Um, for NPCs, I can throw in some local merchants for food booths, maybe a spoiled rich girl, a uh, special guest who is accusing the party of trying to ruin her festival to make a, a distracting complication. I now have a scenario, a setting, and a cast of characters, breaking it down by the liter- literary classics of setting, establishment, plot reveal, plot complication, resolution. I can then break it into a mod- into modular scenes. If I think it is running too short, I can let the demon attack the local town. If it is too long, I can let the party stop the wind spirits and let the spirits succeed, but have the party confront the demon before it is fully formed. The process of creating a scenario... Started while driving to work, excuse me, uh, lunch that day, <clears throat> and and the drive home. There are still steps to go through before it would be con ready. Characters would need to be outlined more in depth, and the system would need to be chosen. But the seed that has been planted, and with a little nurturing, it could be, it, it could be good fun. Uh, the only real trick when coming up with a scenario is to use the same tools a good GM uses. Anyway, don't say no. Say yes and or no, but. Don't cut your own ideas off before they you get a chance to see where they go. I hope this helps the other listeners. Snard Flapple, a.k.a. Phil in Muncie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Panties. Panties. Oh, man. Very Japanese. Panties, the RPG. Panties. Yeah. We are, we are worldly today. Uh, I, realistically, though, that was a pretty solid way to go about building out the game. Yeah, it, no, it was. Yeah. Like that, that sounds like a game. I'm, worried, I mean, I'm a little worried about him. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> Like yeah. psychologically, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I but, mean, you know. it's uh, creative people are, but something. Yeah, there isn't a word for it. No, no. Well, there's I, not I, a word for what's wrong has, with us. No. He probably has never recovered from being a were Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Who would? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, but, like, the discussion of, of setting establishment and plot reveal and complications, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know that we're biased because two of us are, are writers and we tend that tends to heavily influence the way that we build games. But they go hand in hand. I mean, you cannot build a game the same way that you build a book because, I mean, it's interactive. Yeah. But, sure. oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> this is, but it still affects the same... You're still storytelling and the basic rules of storytelling still follow. Which is exactly why a lot of the yes and or no, but like the 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 rule of cool should often influence yes. whether it's a yes and or a no but. Yeah, I mm-hmm. know, yep. and and that comes cool. down to storytelling. So, but that's I, a, a solid way to build it out. I found this very helpful as someone who cannot write stories Which is to save my life. So she I just, yeah, I had just started her first. Game. I had just starting started running a, a single adventure for us for the first time in many many years, Yay. and she hasn't really GM since we were in high school together. I, oh, I don't even think and, I GM uh, like I I GM once then, at Cave Crawl. Yeah, you were like a guest puzzles. GM. Yeah, I was a guest over. GM once. Just to kind of get the some of the players out of the way because they split the party. And so far, she's thrown us in. We're not done yet, so we obviously don't know where it's going. <laughs> so far, she's thrown us into like a haunted house style dungeon crawl esque. It's creepy. Murder mystery. Well, I don't know if it's a murder mystery, but it's a mystery something. <clears throat> I always suspense a horror face. thing. What are you running it in? And it's a uh, LTR homebrew. Yeah, it's a homebrew based system. on the storytelling system. <laughs> this is the uh, it's the the weekly game that we do. Okay. Um, we're we're taking a bit of a our current GM was taking a bit of a break. Um, and we decided to do some guest GM stuff. So it's really, uh, cool. We're kind of okay. going through and like round robin GMing yeah. mm-hmm. single adventures. Wait, which thankfully the same characters. Yeah, yeah, same characters. Um, it was because we have in that group we have two experienced GMs and three who are GM curious. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I was so, GM curious. It was supposed to be a one so shot. Three, three experienced GMs. Content. Yeah, three experienced GMs. If you count the one who just have stepped down to take a break. Yeah. So a half of us are, are experienced, and the other half are, are GM curious, but not overly experienced. Yeah. But I think we'll all do very well. Yeah. So. So yeah. Aya's doing it. She did a great job. I'm looking forward to the, the second half. On a single then, week's notice, yeah. I would like to point out. Yeah. Oh, really? She did it on a oh, good job. Yeah, right? Congratulations. So, um, but uh, essentially, this is kind of how it worked out for me. Um, one or two ideas were thrown out by my boyfriend, actually. He he tangents occasionally completely off in a different direction when we're chatting about, like, well, what should I do, blah, 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 blah. And he'll <laughs> mention something like whites. It's like, Barrow whites. Oh, man. Blah, 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 blah. What if Barrow whites were doing this? And I'm like... What are you talking about, Barrow Whites? That doesn't that doesn't apply to what I'm doing. And I wake up in the next morning and go, <gasps> Barrow Whites! I need to do Barrow Whites! I know exactly how this is going to work. And that happened a couple of times. And it was just free association from there. Um, um, uh, less so with the punny. But uh, <laughs> but just in general. Well, if this happened, then this happened. This is happened. Well, how would this go about if this happened? Right. And it just flowed from there. I have an entire timeline and story for over 100 years in the course of a night. Yeah, no, that shit happens. And yeah, I know my, it does. Yeah. My favorite what thing to do to is, me? if I'm building out, I mean, if it's the kind of game where you have a, a big bad villain, which is pretty common in most tabletops, um, I, what I do is I sit down and I look at the villain and I figure out what their motivations are. What, what does the villain want? I mean, that's the obvious question, yeah. right? What's my motivation? And then uh, I go on from there and figure out how the fuck they would go about doing it and then try to look at what the, the, the ripple consequences across the world of that would be and try to make the villain as competent as possible because they're not mm-hmm. scary if they're not competent. As a like, sure. yep. she makes really awesome villains. Yep. I have fun building I them. I love her villains. As, also, as a, as a brief... Thank you, Ed, for answering in the chat room what the rule of cool is. But for people who aren't in the chat room, uh, the question came up of what of what is the rule of cool and what that basically means is that being awesome and having fun and telling a cool, fun story is much more important than 
making sure that all of the rules are followed to the absolute letter and that your story goes exactly the way that you planned it from the beginning. Uh, oh yeah, because it's not done. Because <laughs> uh, it won't. But if the players come up with something cooler than what you have written down, go with that. Go with and it. pretend it was your idea yes. all along. Yep. They'll believe yes. you. No. <laughs> that should actually replace rule zero as rule zero. I yeah. Say. Yeah, so that's, that, that is the rule of cool. That's a brief explanation. All right. Well, thank you, Snard Flapple. Snard Flapple. I think there's another user whose name is Snard Fapple. <laughs> maybe it's a secondary account for really? that guy or something? Or maybe, maybe it's two related. different Yeah, people. maybe dual. It maybe could be. Related. Well, the last names are different, though. Fapple and Flapple. Maybe it's just they're... separate names. <laughs> this happened to have the same first name. Ah. Snard. I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. Email from Jerry in Oregon. Who would like to read me Jerry's uh, treatise? Well, it's short-ish. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my uncomfortable couch. You know that? That's I a, know people were like, Mike. Civil, a face. civil war soldier died. Yeah, you on can't the see couch. twins' face for that. Are you hiding Thank God. The again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, email from Jerry in Oregon. Hello, Stu and crew. Jerry from Oregon here. Juberberry on the forums. I'll do my best to keep this short, as I know you're prioritizing things now. I would prefer if Kimmy were in the studio when this was read, as I would Sorry. like her to know how much she inspired me. Sorry, we're not Kimmy. Um, but she'll know. She'll know. She'll know. We'll make sure. We'll, ma- we'll make sure. Thing the first. Conventions. I'm late to the convention scene, and last year at GameStorm 2014, I attended my first game con. In addition to that, I also ran my first con game. Wow. I ran a game called Vanguard. Think anthropomorphic animals in space. I know what you're thinking. Furry alert. Meh. But it's an RPG for kids. That's cool. It's an RPG under development by Tim Westhaven. I've included a link to his Google community for reference. That's awesome. Kimmy inspired me to run a game for kids because so few people at cons do this. This is true. Taking another cue from Kimmy, although I'm better with digital tools than craft supplies, I made some prompts they could take with them. I printed up a character card with a picture of the player's character that they could take. The game went really well and the kids had fun. I've also included a picture of my table setup. Awesome. Well, I red. forgot to print that out. It's very cool. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to it. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, thing the second. World building. Recently, there has been a lot of discussion about player investment in the campaign world, and recently, at the end of running a two-year traveler campaign, two to four games per month, my players were ready for something different. We knew it was going to be fantasy and came to decide on D&D 5. Still, I would prefer to homebrew a world, but I was already running a Shadowrun 4 game for three of my players on alternating days. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sounds like you. Wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Then my friend Trey Grisby started talking about Microscope. Microscope is a method by which a group of people create a world collaboratively. I incorporated a little bit of mechanics from Penny for Your Thoughts for scene resolution, and we played three sessions total. The results were pretty cool, and they led to tons of plot hooks that I didn't have to think up by my, uh, of, that I think didn't have to think up myself. Six brains are better than one. That's that sounds awesome. great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, I but love I, that. I, I well, want to investigate it now. Well, mm-hmm. you can. Here is a link to my post on the Microsoft, Microscope G Plus community on how my group went about using it, as well as attached the PDF of our results for you to look at. And there is a link. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, That's fucking awesome. I'll go for now, but I would urge you to check out Microscope and hope this email wasn't too long to be read on the air. Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, after the last guy. <laughs> Jerry in Oregon out. Well, thank you, Jerry from yeah, Oregon. That fucking rocks. I mean, like, yeah. I 
world building is the thing that I do, and I love world building, but because I am the world builder in the group, I can't tell you how often I have people come up to me and ask me for help or advice on building worlds, yeah. because so many people are, are intimidated by it, or don't know how to do it, or don't know where to start. I mean, it's overwhelming. Sure. It's a whole fucking world. Um, so the fact that, that there's... That, oh, I want to look at it now, because I, I, it sounds like something where a lot of people can come together and, and shoulder... Mm-hmm. portions of the responsibility and the fact that he came out of it with so many plot hooks is fucking yes. perfect no mm-hmm. i i loved even just having a soundboard to bounce ideas off of absolutely it really really helps no, i know he's really talking about this yeah. <laughs> i thought Stu was reaching over to whack his soundboard yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm the only one that loves my soundboard i, I love your soundboard, soundboard. <laughs> We love your soundboard. But you say that to all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> my God. It's a morning zoo. I got a duck. I got oh have a duck oh, is that morning what that zoo. was? <laughs> it, Are there okay. It doesn't really not, sound not, like a duck, a duck, does it? It's, no, got, it's really. got a picture of a duck. Oh, my God. Do ducks, definitely not a duck. Duck. Do ducks, ducks exist in evening zoos? Like, is this specific? <laughs> <laughs> Schrodinger's duck. I don't know. Ducks are only morning ducks. The ducks think... exist in, in both end night of the morning and evening zoos until you at- choose which time to attend. <laughs> God damn it. You know, I'm more of a morning duck. <laughs> what just God happened? damn it. <laughs> World of Warcraft really? you in the face. That's right. I oh my it. God. I did oh it. God. I had flashbacks to fucking ten years ago. <laughs> I just started Don't get playing me started. again. Stop that. You no, know, I'm doing it. it. I'm doing the thing. Whatever, Don't our do friend, it. Our friends are paying for our game time. Stop. <laughs> um, it's a poison. I have a garrison. Poison. I don't know what that is. I haven't gotten to play with it yet. I have game time, but I don't have the new expansion yet. I want I want to try it. What are you talking about? World, World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Oh, oh. Sorry. I haven't gotten to... I, I, used to, I actually used to work for Blizzard, and I had a blast playing for a very long time. And I, I mean, I played when the game first launched, and I started working there... Um, that's like how I met these crazy now. people. Yeah, and then I, mm-hmm. I... We met on that game. Yeah, and then that was... I, I no longer worked there about a... Two God, two years ago? Two, two years, years ago. Yeah. Almost two years two ago years now. Ago. And um, uh, I didn't really play WoW after that, and we're getting back into it, because everybody's like, you know what? The new expansions are really good. Um, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. I'm gonna try it. We'll see. I'm doing I don't know. I, don't, I, I ain't got time for that shit, but I'm gonna try it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I waste... I, I never got into MMO. I, I was yeah. out, out of MMOs and in in recovery by the time yeah. World of Warcraft came out. Mm-hmm. I was just coming out of recovery when because I, I played EverQuest and then I took a hi- hiatus on everything else until World of Warcraft and they convinced me to play again. I started with a little uh, EverQuest a little bit and then I played Dark Age of Camelot. I said no Dude, to that one. DAOC. I yeah. said no to DAOC. I said no to Shadowbane. I said no to Ashron's Call. I I, I tried Guild oh. Wars. It wouldn't load on my computer. Oh, like none of the patterns or textures actually oh, really? loaded. It was all just white and no one could fix it. Yeah. They were like, we have no idea. Sorry, you can't play. Guild Wars was <laughs> Never gorgeous. Mind. I played it for one day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, really I, had, I had the opportunity to try a variety of MMOs for, like, five minutes on other people's computers and yeah. accounts yeah. until WoW launched, and then I, I wound up getting it myself, and... I mean, it didn't turn out that poorly. That's how I Hi. met my current girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was living in Florida. Shameless I wouldn't live here without it. Shameless plug so. for Wildstar. That is my current MMO love. Yeah. It is. It is all kinds of awesome. It is everything I love about sci-fi ever. Oh, really? Yes, it is. It is the happy sci-fi. It's still in development. It's like <coughs> five months, six months in now. So it's still new, mm-hmm. new and shiny. And I heard really good things. 
It's amazing. I just, again, ain't got time or money for that shit. So. Yeah. Well, you can earn in-game cred. You can, but you still have to, like, buy the game in the first place, right? Um, yes, unless you have friends who have them and don't play them. I and see. And that's how you inherit them. Yeah. Because <laughs> that I mean, like, sometimes. Even if I had the money, because you have to earn the in-game credits to keep playing the subscription. Yeah. Like, how often do I you have the i've Fair. been meaning to sit down and log in at least to get the 10 year uh, uh gift for wow for a month and a half okay i finally so did it, it doesn't take much yesterday uh, it was yeah. a five minute login and i did it yesterday mm. <laughs> time <laughs> management what? so yeah wild star come to wild star sorry <clears throat> first time e- emailer with topic suggestion from doug i think it's Hi, me. Doug. i think i'm the only one who hasn't run um oh god heavy boston <laughs> accent <laughs> Either douchebags. I trade them on them forums. A wicked big fan from North slash Central Mass checking in for all that, all the mass holes out here. That's enough of that. Yeah. Anyway, that, you were that was pretty good. Not that was, bad. That was pretty good. Yeah. I was buying it, and I didn't understand a fucking word you said. Yeah. That was pretty good. I'm a little horrified. <laughs> to be fair, he spelled it all out. You know, phonetically for me, made it a little easier. But Thank you. It's true. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Doug. I'm Thank not you, even, Doug. I'm from the East Coast, but not that far north. I don't know. Um, let see. I'm about a four-month listener now and blasting my way through your backlog like an Ordo Xenos Death Watch team cutting their way through a Space Hulk. Which is Ow. That was very specific. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I'm about halfway through season five. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I'm really oh, enjoying the show. Uh, I found you guys from your Jackboot crossover episode and thought I would check you guys out since I'd finished all the FTB episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta say, you do not disappoint. They tend to stick to one topic a show and dig into it deep, but it's much more business-like. Uh, I don't know what I would do without your constant belching and swearing. Makes me feel right at home. Oh, you're I meant to like, <laughs> prepare a belch for this. Here, let me... Let me burr, take it. Nicely there. done. Yeah, Thank uh, <laughs> you found a new colleague uh, for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're morning, fucking Doug. welcome. Good morning, Belt. Um, listening from Massachusetts, I get jealous of your weather until I remember the massive forest fires and my ginger complexion. I sympathize. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, way honey. too ginger. I get jealous show. of your. Or no, uh, applying sunscreen every day would get old fast. I don't apply sunscreen every day. I just don't go outside. Yeah, um, yeah. it's true. Also, I wouldn't know what to do with myself being totally deprived of snow. Yeah, totally you just drive for like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out Big Bear. And, yeah. you're there. Yeah, there's go probably to Big snow Bear. up there right now. And then yeah. you fucking go. Oh home. yeah, it's cold <laughs> enough. Fucking, it's cold enough down here. Yep. Yeah, right. That there's snow up there. Yeah, you drive up, you play in the snow for a day, and then you drive back home, and you sit in front of your your nice, nice fireplace. Or, or you can even keep driving. You can even keep driving south and go to the beach. Yeah, yeah, right. Same day. Fucking awesome. Um, so. Here's a wicked pisser of a question from a real math hole. Um, I thought we were through this. <laughs> uh, I thought I did too. <laughs> How do you implement DMPCs if you do it all? Oh, if the not, then why? Yes. Oh, the topic. Now, I do not mention generic NPCs or even just notable people. I mean recurring NPCs who make an appearance at least once a game and have an effect on the story. Be it the GM who never gets to play and lives vicariously through his NPCs... No. Which is dangerous. Or the GM, if you can even call them that, who has his super powerful level 20 wizard villain with every spell who constantly smashes the PCs. No. Hmm. <laughs> I believe that they can be incredibly helpful and fun for everyone involved, the same way a staged pyrotechnics display can. Implemented in the right way, it can throw the performance slash game into full throttle, like Vin Diesel racing for pink slips. <laughs> Or it could light the entire stage on fire, spray molten metal all over the audience, and end the event with a charred pile of corpses. Have you been? <gasps> that sounds like it's 
from experience. Like, have you been to that concert? Was that a, like a Slayer concert? Is that what those are like? Oh, God, you killed Maui. <laughs> as far as system goes, I'm playing D&D 5e, but I don't know how much they matter into this, or to this discussion. Now, you have talked about this once or twice already, but I'm interested in hearing what you've got to say with, like, five more years of gaming since then. P.S. Big fan of your Eldemy AP uh, you're doing. Wicked stoked to hear you guys playing 5e, but it's kind of confusing. Listening to Season 5, Episode 7, hearing Stu talk about getting ready to run his Eldemy game again had me double-taking to make sure I wasn't listening to Season 14. Also, how do you like this run-on sentence? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> P.P.S. hide quoted text. Yeah, we didn't see any. That used to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, people would send me emails mm-hmm. if they had a um, <clears throat> a signature it would put it as a quoted text uh. so there was a, a a note like a link at the bottom in gmail that would say hide quoted text and I would often inadvertently copy that when I copied the emails <laughs> over so it, yeah I haven't gotten that part of the backlog so. it doesn't, I don't think it does it anymore so That's it hasn't amazing. actually shown up so he's just doing it oh my God. so G- GMPCs let me just set up a parameter here parameter a gmpc to me is a bad thing the connotation it has is that the gm is playing a character along with the players mm-hmm. the only time i can think that that would be a good thing is if let's say you're playing a game that you've got to have a healer yeah. Let's say you're playing fourth edition D and D, or you and got, nobody you, picks to and play. And no one, one. has mm-hmm. it, so the GM makes an NPC and says, "Okay, I'll just run this NPC." But it's not really the GM's character, right? It's an NPC that the GM is just kind of administering, right? Right. GMPC yeah. <clears throat> to me has the connotation that the GM really wants to play in the game. Right. It would rather do that than GM. And so he's going to like go ahead and, and infuse himself on the other side of the screen, which mm-hmm. I personally disagree with. Well, so, so he said yeah. specifically, uh, I mean, recurring NPCs who make an appearance at least once a game and have an effect on the story. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, so no, no, I, 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 yeah. I don't either. I don't yeah. Know. Well, so I think, I think you and I have... Have different. I think it's, it comes down partially to a matter of semantics, and you and I actually have like gentle disagreements on this. Mm-hmm. I think we are all on the same page that the the GM who puts a player in the party and then proceeds to do a bunch of shit and steal the spotlight and run the story and no. railroad the game is a huge fucking problem. No, that's yes. bad. Yeah. Right. That's um, definitely bad. like that is Don't that is the, that. the primary danger of having a GM PC in game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I think the difference here between the two things that were even brought up within the email right. were. GM PC or a a PC from the GM that is dealt with as an NPC in Correct. that it is it is not the driving force it is a drop. Correct. That's that's to me the yeah. only way that you can handle a quote unquote GM PC is that we we refer to it as NPC pickups which is something yeah. that we got from I don't know if it was from gaming or LARP but but we tend to refer to it as NPC pickups, and yeah. I have so I've I've run a you know a few different games over the last few years, and of the the three primary games that I have been running, in two of them I have had an NPC pickup in the game for a couple of different reasons. Um, One who the, just travels with the party, who is a party member, who mm-hmm. is there every game, everywhere the PC base goes. Right, and, and it, it was fine. Yeah. I was a player in both of those games. I believe I O was also. Mm-hmm. And what it what it comes down to for me is that again, you don't ever break. The primary golden rules of this game is not about you. Yes. 
Right. You are not there for this game to be about you. Do not think of yourself as as a as a main character. But you might have a uh, an NPC pickup who is in the party. Um and they can be useful for a variety of reasons. A lot of mine functioned as um often on uh, story hooks for the players, because sometimes, you know, in a world, like, especially if you've got a really big world that you've built, the players have characters who are hooked into a variety of things, but maybe none of their characters are hooked into one of the big things that you think that they could very easily get hooked into, and and really get involved with, but they don't have somebody to get them there in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, I mean, theoretically, you could just drop that individual from the party later, um, but it depends on how you want to handle it. I mentioned before, last time we were on, um, that I had one who I brought in because a player made a squire PC, and they needed to have a knight to follow around. And I thought, well, fuck, how do I put a knight in the party? Nobody else in the party is a ranking member of the country here. If I put a knight in the party, he's going to be the main character. He's going to have more influence than the other characters. He's going to have more status. Mm-hmm. How do I put that in the party and have him not be the main character? And I sat down and I thought about it, and I, I wrestled with it for a while, because I was like, do I have him be an NPC who's absent all the time, but it doesn't make sense the way that the world is built? Like, the squire shouldn't be walking off on her own, but this is what she wants to do, and I don't want to tell her no. Uh, and then finally, I, I put the knight in the party, but I gave him a long-time injury that made him mute. Yep. Oh, there you go. So he could... Yeah, I know we've talked about this yeah, in the show. Yeah, so he yeah, could interact too. with the party. Yeah. He was there, he could have, he had role-play purposes for interacting with the party, he gave them links into diplomatic things that they didn't have otherwise, and he gave the squire a knight to serve. But it was almost impossible for him to be able to guide the party or give them give them advice. He could sometimes, if they looked at him and say, Eastwind, do you think that this is a bad idea? Nod or shake his head. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and be like, oh, uh, uh, uh. But even then, like, they didn't... The players did not actively look to him to be party leader Mm-mm. because he couldn't be party leader. Right. Um, so that's, you know, if it comes down to that, something like that can help. Um, and then I and had... he was just, he was a good character that, like, we're all huge RP nerds. Right. We love role-playing in, mm-hmm. in tabletops, so we we liked having Eastwind in the party because he was a good character. And we like and role-playing with Twin when well, it yeah. isn't just popcorn NPCs, that too. too. Which can be fun, and there's nothing wrong with it as long as, again, you don't break the golden rules of it. It's not fucking yeah. about you. Well, like, but everyone, have... everyone loved that NPC, though. Yeah. Yep, so. Well, and which also gave me more opportunity for story hooks because one of the only things that I had to do to drag them off down a side quest if I wanted to do it was hurt Eastwind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were invested in him, and they were more invested in him than they would have been in a lot of NPCs that they interact with, even if they interact with them on a somewhat regular basis. Well, and sure. the, the long-term injury that he had had been given to him by the big bad. Yeah. So oh, okay. that was also another hook. Reason for them. to stay. So a, a, as as the as the player's affection for this character grows, yeah. their animosity they were much for more, this guy grows. Exactly. Yeah. They were much more invested in taking down the big bad. And I yeah. had another one that I dropped in, um, not the game that I'm running currently, but the one before that, um, who I debated with back and forth because I, I had a full party. I didn't have a need to bring in an NPC. Um, the, the role that I was thinking he might be able to fill was one that a player really already kind of filled, and I didn't want to step on his toes at all. Um, and I, after a few sessions, um, I realized that, I'm playing without an NPC, I didn't have anything in the party, I was like, I'm not gonna run an NPC in this, it's a huge party. Um, and then after about three or four sessions, I realized that even though I'm not one of the people who has the itch to PC, and I'm only GMing because nobody else will GM, like, we have a variety of GMs. I just enjoy GMing. Mm Mm-hmm. But I realized that because I play with a lot of really heavy role players, in moments where the party would break down into role play and be discussing, discussing and interacting and having fun, 
I didn't have a way to continue to interact with them, and I felt like I was missing something and not being fulfilled in that way. And I, I thought about it for a while, and I was like, well, is it selfish? Am I, do I just want a PC in the party because I want, I actually want a PC? You know, do I want, is that, do I just want to interact with the party? Is this, will it, will it harm the party if I put a, a, an NPC pickup in there? Will it take away from other players? And I ultimately wound up putting an NPC pickup at the party because I enjoy role-playing with my friends. That's part of what fulfills me Was as part of the Thanriel? game. Merrick. Oh, Merrick. Well, originally Thanriel, okay, and then it, yeah. it shifted to Merrick. Oh, but, okay. um... You know, because then real, I didn't intend on keeping in the party for long. She, yeah, was, she pretty, was a plot hook. She was yeah. your plot hook, and then okay. would go away um, because you don't you don't want a fucking oracle in the party for no. long. Um, no. But uh, <clears throat> so, but I ultimately decided to go ahead and and put an NPC in the party, and he was a very quiet character who kept to himself and stayed in the background. I made sure that because the role that he filled, he was a cavalier, so the role that he filled was was being directly linked to uh, the country that a lot of the players were working for. But we already had a player who was a knight of that country, and I was really worried. He was a paladin. I was so worried about stepping on his toes. As as example, as testament to this, uh, when she was talking about the GM that or the the GM PC GM NPC that she put in the party, I only remember I forgot about Merrick. Yeah, I forgot that Merrick was there. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you talking about Thanriel, the Oracle? No. Oh yeah, Merrick. That's right. Yeah, that Merrick was totally in the party. Yeah. So I, I, I forgot. I dropped him in, but I made it a point that the other paladin outranked him, and the the other paladin actually also had a, a strong link to the overall story because it was uh, they, they were linked to the history. There was this whole thing, and it was about the, there was a thing with the the god of war, and he was a paladin of war, and he mm-hmm. had to wield a you know the epic MacGuffin to murder a bunch of people and yeah. a bad guys like and you, you know so. It, I think that it has a time and place it can be done, and I think that there's... I think that as long as you are careful with it, as long as you don't let the need to have the spotlight sneak up on you, right. um, which requires <clears throat> self-vigilance, it does. Um, that's I, that's my biggest objection with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Is, you're, is you're stealing the spotlight away from yeah, the Yeah, no. Um, and I mean, like, having an NPC pick up in the party, you can drop all kinds of, of plot hooks. You can also... This is this is another one of those those tentative back and forth. People have a lot of different views on its subjects, but in terms of, um, I mean, like player agency versus railroading is a big deal. Player agency should obviously be the priority, um, but you're also sitting down and having a cooperative storytelling experience. And this comes back to the rule of cool. You want to do what's going to be most engaging and fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. And on some occasions, for whatever reason, the players will start off down a line of thinking that is not only an incorrect extrapolation of the lore, but one that will not necessarily go down a fun line of story. The line of story that it goes down, and, and they're just playing their characters, they're just going down that story, and I'm, you know, sometimes, you, most of the time you should go with it anyway and fucking see where it goes, because it's their agency, they've linked into that for some reason, you know, sit down and think if there's a way that it can work, but sometimes the story that they're trying to go down is just not one that's going to be epic or engaging or whatever, and you didn't see it coming. And in those moments, if you have an NPC pickup in the party, it gives you the opportunity to have the NPC pickup gently point out a flaw in their logic, mm-hmm. just once, quietly, and then let them go, oh, you're right, and reevaluate and go back down another storyline that will be much more entertaining for them in the long run. As a player, and healthy for the game. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Because I know that sometimes player brain does certain things. PCIQ drops. PCIQ drops. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, players, as in general, so. like, individually, tend to be very smart. You put them together, and the collective IQ just Herd mentality. Tanks. Yeah, it, 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 it works yeah. exactly the opposite of the way you think oh it Oh, my works. God. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a phenomenon that we are quite uh, accustomed to in, in LARP. Yes. Sorry, yeah. Ed. <laughs> and plays in our LARP. Well, He's actually the the sort party of leader. leader. Party leader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is unfortunate because Sorry, it means honey. that he gets all of the information, but most of the information that he gets by the time it reaches him, players have already jumped to their conclusions and they tell him his their conclusions as fact. Yeah. And that's what he has to go on. Yeah. So, player IQ, man. Mind if I run it through me kidneys first? Everything is processed like five times. Yeah. Before it gets to us, yeah, right. Player but so I, yeah. I think that it has its time and place. But there, there are absolutely the golden rules of a GM NPC that you or an NPC pickup or however you want it, whatever fucking terminology you want to go right. with. That it, you know, primarily comes down to you are not the main protagonist. You should never have the spotlight. You no. should not use it to railroad the party under any circumstances. Although you can certainly use it to bump the story back onto a positive track if it starts to go the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, again. Self-vigilance, sit down and look at your story. Are you thinking, no, I don't want them to go down that storyline because I want them to go down the other one because it's more fun. And I think that this storyline, I, I don't know why they like it so much. You know, sit down and ex- examine why they like it and, if, and, and give yourself a moment to give it a chance. But if you really honestly think that it's them going off track in a way that's not going to be constructive to the game... Then you can gently bump it on track with an NPC pickup. It provides hooks and all sorts of other things. Right. It's just that it requires a good GM who is self-aware to actually accomplish it, uh, which is not every GM. Yep. Right. So. Yep. Yeah. I, the the closest thing that I think like this that ever happens to me is when I'm playing L5R. Yeah. And you're playing the Daimyo because when I the L5R game, everyone's a member of the same family. Right? Mm-hmm. So. The daimyo is an NPC, and what I no- what I noticed when I when I started the game back up was, you want to get those players out and away from the daimyo as quickly as possible, especially the players I had were really good about. We're samurai. This is our lord. This is the person we're supposed to be listening to. Right. And it's like they have no player agency. Yeah, which works really until I say, go out on this mission and get out yep. and take care of it. And when once they can no longer communicate with them, suddenly they have their agency back. That's about as close as I think I've gotten. And that yeah. and that both phases of that game, it took me a session or two to realize I got to get him away from this guy. Yeah, no, and, and it's mm-hmm. insidious. It sneaks up, and then you're slowly realizing that the game isn't clicking, and the players are you're telling are just sort the of story. plotting through. Yeah, they're yeah. plotting through, looking at you and waiting on you to tell them what happens instead yeah. of you looking at the players and asking them what they want to do. Yeah, right. And then once that clicks, you can fix it. But one of, but one it of the first, uh, one of one of my first experience in running LARP games, um, I had been a PC. I had had a character who was a PC, and when I stepped into more of a GM position, I made that character an NPC who was still sort of occasionally with the party trying to um, just to give them advice or do things or, you know, just fill, filling the role that she had with me as a PC, except I was on staff. And after about two games, I realized that that was not working because they were looking to me for mm-hmm. like, hey, what well, what should we do? Right. Yeah. And I couldn't. So I, I realized I had to take her out of the game. Yeah. Because um, we would use her to drop plot hooks, but then we, yeah. we, you know, we were new at running LARP, and we would do this thing where we'd be like, "Oh, perfect, she can drop a plot hook for the players." But then we wouldn't write an exit for her, mm-hmm. and that would because make it go occur to us with them. They would be like, "Okay, well, can you take us there?" And I would be stuck on the mod, and, and it, it would be like, "Oh, yeah." And it took us a huh. game and a half to realize, "Oh shit, this is what's happening." We yeah. need to if we put her in the game to give a plot hook, that's fine. Like she's a good 
medium for plot hooks, but then we need to have a reason for her to fuck out. Yeah, like, yeah. Just she needs to away. fuck off. She needs to right. leave. Like, uh, so, uh, <laughs> which is just a matter of experience. Yep. And All making right. mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Doug. Retreat it. Yay, yeah. thank you, Doug. Uh, a minor follow-up from Lauren. I'll do it. All right. Hey, hey, Jackers. Oh, my God. I don't know why that one had a. No, you an have accent. to do the one after that, though, because there's... Hey, Bejackers. Uh, no, I'm I'm bad. Well, you can do both. <laughs> can we can just do flames. We can just make you... Like like how sometimes in, in audiobooks, the actual characters are read by a different oh, voice yeah. actor. We'll right. just have you cut in briefly when the, French, the French comes yeah. up. <laughs> okay. All right. Because neither of us can... I don't even know how to pronounce shit like that. <laughs> okay. Well, first this one. Okay. Uh, hey, Happy Jackers. I am a long-time listener, not a long-time listen. I am slow. No season 13. Triscodecophobia. Oh, I believe the star. <laughs> I believe that star destroyer is two words. Rob will have an issue with that, and we recorded season thirteen. We just finished it. Go ahead. <laughs> spoiler alert, everybody! This is a spoiler alert. Star Wars story that contains spoilers to follow. <laughs> oh man, I'm out. <laughs> spoiler alert. All right. All right, Stu. I thought that you would appreciate this story. When I met my wife in 2001, she had never seen any of the Star Wars movies, which was mm-hmm. shocking to a nerd as myself, especially considering that my wife has a slightly nerdy side. So after watching some chick flicks with my wife, I suggested she should really watch the Star Wars movies with me, and she agreed. However, as I attempted to put in Episode 4, she said, I want to start with Episode 1. Oh. I replied, what? <laughs> I don't actually know Bruce and Casey's info. Oh, right. I, I assume it is what? What? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, we commenced to watching episode one and then went to see episode two just before in the theaters. Then, about three years later, we viewed episode three during its opening weekend. So she didn't watch four, five, or six. Yeah. Oh my God. For those two years. Yeah. That's awesome. Didn't watch it. Um, Up to this point, I had never discussed any of the details of the movie she had not seen. However, I had assumed that she knew some of the details, uh, since she had been alive for the entire original saga, and now the entire prequel saga. I was wrong. She did not know some of the very basic pieces of the story and I, that I thought everyone knew. This allowed for one of my greatest movie-going experiences. And to put things in perspective, I viewed Twilight on its opening night. That was the greatest movie-going experience? <laughs> As we exited the theater and were walking to the car after watching episode three, I had mixed feelings. Entertained, yet somehow empty like all the prequel Star Wars movies. But I, I quickly discovered that my wife had a much stronger reaction to the film. She was obviously very upset, and there were tears welling in her eyes. (laughs) She was five months pregnant with our second child. That explains it. Yes. (sighs) Suddenly, she blurted out loud, He killed the younglings! (laughs) All of them! (laughs) Anakin is fucking Vader! I silently replied to myself, (laughs) What?! My wife did not know that Anakin is Vader, or that Luke is Vader's son, or that Leia Leia is Luke's sister. Well, that was funny to me, anyway. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. Can you imagine watching that story from the very beginning and going through all of that bad acting and still crying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would feel empty. (laughs) The pregnancy may have helped. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure it did. See, this is like, I I mean, like, 
not quite the same because it's spoilers, but in terms of just missing pop culture things. Mm-hmm. So I, when I was a child, I read um, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, you know, as part of class, but I was, I was young, and um, I... When, oh when the movies came out, I remember this. I went with a friend and I went to go see The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and I was really excited. I was like, oh, it's a fancy movie. I read this as a kid. I don't remember fucking anything about it. And we got to the movie and they get to the scene where they've got Aslan, the lion, on the, the tablet and they're cutting his fur away and the tablet winds up cracked and all this shit. And I just had a moment sitting in the theater next to my friend, who is a religion studies major, yeah. where I went, Oh my god, Aslan is Jesus! <laughs> Lost our shit. <laughs> and I just, so I had missed it. I'd read it as a child, as part of class. It was obviously not part of the discussion in school. You wouldn't catch that, is yeah. it? No, my, no. I grew up without religion. My father was an atheist. Yeah. Like, yes. so I and her mother a Baptist, by the way. Yeah, yeah my mother is Southern Baptist. It's hilarious. But I didn't grow up with religion. Like, yeah, they're and still so married. I just, at like, Happily. you know, fucking 20-something years old, sitting in the theater with my friend, went, Oh my god, Aslan is Jesus. I had no idea that C.S. Lewis was a religious author. No fucking clue. I had missed all of it. I don't know. After I read that of the Silent Planet, I'm pretty sure that C.S. Lewis was, in fact, not particularly religious. But that's just me. So she also, funny story, I was at LostCon uh, this past Thanksgiving weekend and was on a panel. And oh, yeah. um, it was a late night panel, and we wound up discussing something about Doctor Who. Which I'm and woefully behind on. She's woefully behind. Like, I am woefully behind. Oh. She's even further behind than I am. I'm still in, like, I, I've only seen up to, like, season five. She's only seen up to, like, season three. Oh, sweet. Not, all, so, even, not even all of it. Not even done. all of it. So you're so still watching a, the old black and white I'm still watching. No, 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 I just had no. I don't want flashbacks. Okay. I war games that. <laughs> <laughs> so to tangent from the tangent, Aya and I once actually participated in a Doctor Who Iron Man that was hosted by our friend Ira, um, where the the goal was to literally see who could stay awake watching Doctor Who the longest, oh, and it was this included old episodes because well, they were randomized. So, so oh no, so we only actually wound up watching like two of the new episodes. Most of them were old episodes, and he had it set up so that, like, ones that were to be continued were all linked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, on on this, like, two in the morning of the second night began War, War Games, Games, which is the second Doctor's, like, main crux, which is about six hours of yeah. episodes all on the same story. It's the longest wow, stretch. Really? And it's, yes. You could cut out five and a half hours of uh-huh. it, and it would tell the same story. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. We had, it well, was terrible. 50... <laughs> 55? 55 hours. 55 hours. It's still my password IO1. for my computer. Yeah. I don't even care. I won because I, won. I realized at one point that I was gonna I was gonna go face down in the couch and it was either forfeit and keep my dignity or go face <laughs> down in the couch in a puddle of drool. And I looked at Aya and she's sitting there like this. Perked up. Iron rod in my spine. I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done for five came hours. Something came on with like the sixth doctor or some shit. And you guys were like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. done. <laughs> it's like, Aya, you win. I don't even care. I can't handle this anymore. Can't do I it. faked her out. I was like, no, I'm totally perky. I swear. Except, yeah, there was, we, it was a terrible show. It had gems yeah. in it. It did have gems. Yes. Uh-huh. But it was. There were one or two good episodes, I think. I liked Tom Baker. Yeah, true. <laughs> wow. I'm guessing. I don't, I've never actually dug through it. I, I will dug ask, through, dig through the old episodes of Doctor Who. I mean, it's dreadful. <laughs> but yeah, we were on a, a panel and... and the, the lady sitting next to me mentioned something that was a spoiler, something having to do with Rose and the Doctor that was a spoiler from the... Um, 
uh, from like the end of season three or four or something. And I looked at Twin sitting in the audience, and she was sitting there, kind of with this look on her face, like, "Wait, I don't, I don't remember that." that. And then, and I, I moved on from, and I was like, maybe she didn't notice because I had been avoiding having that spoiled for her for mm-hmm. like five years. <laughs> I had somehow managed to avoid it, and then, um, you know, poor poor Maria didn't know. Like, it, there's a statute of limitations Yeah, on dude, spoilers. it's my own fucking sure. fault. I haven't caught up with it. She right. had no idea that that was going to be a, a thing. And so she, she mentioned it again, and I saw her go... <laughs> just, like, <laughs> realize. And I, I just looked at, like, I'm on the panel, and I was like, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I knew. Whoops. But funnily enough, this morning she mentioned the the fact that I'd had something spoiled for me at that con again, mm-hmm. and this is the benefit of having a shitty short term memory. Is I was like, oh, I don't remember what got spoiled for me. Yeah, so she's <laughs> so good. She just she doesn't remember. Oh, no. Season thirteen, the return of Tappy. Should be a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, he, came, he came in for one episode. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> God. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much, Lauren. Oh wait. Did yes. you read the? Take a drink, douchebag. Oh, coffee. Coffee. Uh, really looking forward to SWTU three dropping. Oh, Star Wars Traveler. Yeah, oh. uh, I just got the file from Bill like a couple days ago, so, so that'll go great. up this week. Um, P.S. I've lo- I've been slowly listening to all the numerous episodes that I have missed, as well as the actual play content as well, and I'm nearly finished. Wow, nice. it's been a fun ride so far, but I can no longer contain my thoughts, and I'm now channeling some of my time and energy towards forum and email interaction with you guys and your loyal following of douchebagglers and happy jackoffs. Douchebagglers, douchebagglers. Uh, that's Lauren uh, Torlab seventy four slash B three. I'll take thank the, uh, you. All right, thank you. I, I can take the. Is this the last one? Yeah, it's the last one. I can yeah. take the last wow. one, but right. Aya has to. Uh, oh, sorry. Are you going to the, the French? French? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay, my body's uh, ready. Was that beer okay? Yeah, actually, it's pretty good. Uh, let's see. It's beer. Hi, Stu and Acolytes. First and foremost, please excuse my English. It's not my first language. For almost three years, I've been writing for an RPG webzine called Les Grands. Let's really? <laughs> Connie cut. Oh, <laughs> fail. What? I'm going to call Tyler in. I'm terrible. <laughs> De- Alteride? I don't know. That's Alteride. Fine. I think it's actually Alteride's Chronicles. Alteride. Alteride's Chronicles in English. Yes, yeah. but you sound pretty even if you're saying it wrong. We, we publish a hundred <laughs> pages. Oh, my God. We have croissants. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I'm just gonna that out of my head. That's the only way that I can. Speak. Okay, so we've uh, thus far we've um, we've, we've insulted Sweden and France <laughs> on this podcast. Perfect. <laughs> yes. right, Sto- and, if Stork was here, and Jews, and Jews. If, if Stork was here, he would. Oh, French! And off he goes. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. oh my god! Does he, does he speak French? No. Oh, just oh no, no, no! He makes fun of French people. Perfect. Oh, yeah. no he actually, wonder he and I get at along. fair. <laughs> He, we, we will go into the whole joke before I wear no pants. He says, "Does anyone here speak French?" Well, there's not, you know, that the, between oh, yeah. the times, right? That 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 joke. Oh, God. Some guy raises his hand oh, in shit. the back of the room. Some guy from France was out in California and decided to come to the Renaissance Fair. Oh no! Off he goes on this tirade about France. Guy gets up and walks away. Oh my God! I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? Chasing <laughs> guy to buy a CD. God! Oh my God! Amazing! Oh, yeah, that was stark. Well, this chat room is still talking about Jesus and Aslan. Yeah, that happened. Oh my yeah. god, did I set them Sorry, off? Sorry, guys. Yeah, I set them off on yeah. a tangent about Jesus. 
See, Who'd have thunk it? I had I, I thought the same thing when I when I watched the the Lord of the Rings series about um, about Gandalf coming back. Know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, the the Meyer are angels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, a lot of the Tolkien cosmology is is I got, heavily. I got halfway through Two Towers when I was reading it and threw it across the room. Like I'm done with this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was I, not. I, a, not, he I was, like the books. He, he was not <laughs> a great writer. I can't stand his pacing. No, no, no. His not pacing a great was built incredible worlds and was very imaginative and had more a few fun and engaging and interesting characters. Sure. Mostly he was a world builder, but he was not a fucking no. writer or a storyteller. Yeah, no, most I don't of care reading, what most of say. reading those books is like slogging through a mire. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. it's it's rewarding in the end if you can get through I it. I couldn't. Yeah. Nope. I watched yeah. the movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I, yeah, I love movies. the movies yep. except for a few little tiny things that you really don't want to get me started about. Yeah, most, mostly we watch we watch the movies mm-hmm. and then if we want to know more about the the lore behind everything and the storyline what we do is we sit down and watch the movies and we turn to Maui and we say, okay, I want to turn on commentary. <laughs> gotcha. And what that does is that we don't turn on the commentary for the movie. Right. We just watch the movies and sometimes Maui pauses it and tells us what the actual story behind something happening is. Oh, okay. All right. And then we're like, that's really cool. That sounds more palatable than actually reading <laughs> yeah. Tolkien. Yeah. It's- so I, I miss Tom Bombadil. Yeah, I know he doesn't really ever have listen any... to the radio plays. He's in the he's oh, in most he? of the okay. radio plays. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, the, the one the character. No, the yes, there are. That's and the, awesome. No, the one character that has never been included, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I think that has never been included in any iteration of Lord of the Rings aside from the books is poor fucking Glorfindel. Oh Glorfindel. Exactly. <laughs> is the um you know the scene where in the movies where Arwen comes to meet Aragorn after Frodo's been stabbed with the Morgul blade where the where Liv Tyler rides in on the horse with yes. the lighting. Yeah. Okay. And um a ranger caught off his guard. Yeah, that one. Uh so that wasn't her in the books originally. Okay. Um it was a character named Glorfindel. Uh, in most, I think in one of the radio plays, it might actually be Glorfindel who comes in and, and does the thing. But in the in the animated version, it's Legolas mm-hmm. who shows up in the middle of the scene. Uh, in the movies, it's Arwen. In another one of the radio plays, it's like somebody else entirely, or maybe it's Legolas again. I don't remember. But like, and Glorfindel is like this this historical elf who's like he's he's really he's kind of a badass. But uh, but nobody likes him. Um, so everyone's <laughs> everyone really, writes him out. Everyone writes him out because they're like well there's no reason for him to be in the scene in this moment and I'm like yeah except Tom fucking Bombadil like everyone's like where's Tom Bombadil like want to talk about something that doesn't have a fucking purpose aside from world building like that's the entire reason he's in there right. world building yeah which it's, is cool he's just background he's just background but he doesn't belong in a movie that's already three and a half hours I'm sorry I have opinions I, w- I was I was <laughs> hoping for a musical interlude that's the only reason I wanted him there uh, I just wanted to. Uh, uh, I wanted everyone to break into song. A little number. There's, they have some of those. Like, there's a lot of music. Oh my in, fucking in god! Yeah, but the, Legolas to break into song. Is that what I heard? No, not Legolas. Okay. Tom no, Bombadil. Tom Bombadil. Uh, Although you know, if he were actually, sense. if Legolas were actually the same character in the movies that he is in the book, he might have broken into song because, like, you know, he's a, a he's happy enough. guy. Right. Yeah. Not in the movies. Not in the movies. Um, I'm going to keep reading this. Okay, go. I'm sorry. (laughs) We got distracted. One of their favorite pastimes is to get me drunk and ask me about Lord of the Rings. (laughs) It's It's awesome. So angry. 
Alterides Chronicles in English. We publish a hundred pages about RPGs and RPG culture each and every month. Wow. The webzine is free in PDF. Yeah, wow. That's a lot. Yeah, wow. And we recently began to print a few of each issue for our most dedicated fans. I'm afraid it's in French only, so we'll have to have Stork read it. <laughs> so it's not really Tyler read it. So it's not really accessible to you all. Why this email then? Mostly to thank you for your great work in Happy Jack's RPG podcast. Mm-hmm. We have a few RPG podcasts in France, but none like yours. Listen <laughs> <laughs> to name for what's wrong with everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've decided to launch one. Yay! Yay! Dude, awesome. that. So I've decided to launch one with some of the Chronicles writers. And by the way, thanks for the podcast on podcasting, Stu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've recorded a short episode alone as pr- a proof of concept, you might say. And later this week, on Friday night, I'll record my first episode with four other friends. Well, fucking break a leg. Yeah, good awesome. job. So what would be your advice for our future shows? I'm afraid while we have a growing community of readers, we won't be able to rely on the community to send us emails at the time. The first topic we'll discuss will be crowdfunding and its impact on the French RPG scene. The technical aspect of the podcast is for the moment very simple. We'll test with one microphone only, a Blue Yeti one, but we'll grow from there. So my question is mostly about content and what you've learned in the Happy Jack RPG podcast. Oh, and we'll be drinking beer and wine, because we're in Paris, right? <laughs> At last, right. France begins to you produce wonderful us? craft beers. Thinking about brewing some myself, by the way. Nice. Do it. Good. Keep up the good work, Julian. Uh, P.S. I'm not sure it's really interesting for you, but here's the link to our late, to our last issue of... You don't oh, have oh, page oh. in front of you. <laughs> I'm eating a croissant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am too busy <laughs> eating my French food. Good thing to you're here. French. <laughs> God damn, Maya, what would we do without you? <laughs> Have more croissants. Sorry. So here's the link. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes. And to the show Podcast Alteride. Uh, only one test recording right there. Well, that fucking rocks. Bam. Yeah, good for you, man. Sendrones.fr. What? What does that have? I don't know. I don't, I don't, that's, that's the link. Oh, Sandra. Yes, it is. I thought Not you said send, send a drone. Yes, send a drone. <laughs> I, I did. Be careful I sending that to America. We listen. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we prefer to call them UAVs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay, so, so con- getting co- content. Um, we cheat. Because yeah. all of our content comes from listeners. Yeah. Now that we had a when we first started the show, again I cheated because I had uh, I'm, I'm in a band that has a large following, and we had at the time about a two thousand entry mailing list, <laughs> email list, and so I sent out updates for the for the um, the band occasionally, and when we started the podcast, we were two or three episodes in, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to include it. So I included a link and said, by the way, if you like tabletop gaming, we just started a new podcast. Me and Stork and Tappy are doing this thing. And I sent it, and I sent that out. Boom! 400, Instant 500 listeners. listeners. Right mm-hmm. off the bat. Right? And then we encourage people to send us emails and read them on the air, because that is what encourages more people to send emails. In fact, I will tell you a secret the first couple of emails you can make them up <laughs> and then everyone that's a thinks, good point <laughs> and then everyone thinks oh they read emails i want to have my email read by these people right. and then suddenly boom and then you, there's 
more than you can handle. Although, realistically, it seems to me, I mean, speaking as somebody who has only ever, this is the only podcast I have ever been on, and I came in after the cheating had occurred. Um, <laughs> but to me, it seems like um, not reading emails in some ways gives you a little more freedom if you're willing to do a little more legwork in order to yes. talk, because you can sit down pick a, an overarching, you know, topic for the podcast and go really in-depth with it and focus on mm -hmm. that and talk about everything. Kind of like you're doing with this first episode about talking about the effects of, of crowdfunding on, mm -hmm. on RPGs. That, like, that's awesome. And you can start out with stuff like that and be able to really get into those topics. It also gives you the opportunity to... Um, I mean, we've had moments coming in on the show where somebody has asked a question for advice on something specific, like, how do you plan a game? That could take a series of episodes sure. to discuss in depth. That mm -hmm. you can just pick and decide this is something that our people are interested in, and and go really in depth uh, on on just the the nailing down the piece by piece advice on all kinds of different methods. Bring in people who have different opinions if you can, different thoughts, different experiences, mm -hmm. um, and and just talk about the different ways that people have built games and and offer advice, offer. Um, I mean, in some ways, you could build it almost like uh, a panel at a convention, Absolutely. where you just sit down is, and have a exactly yeah. and have a roundtable discussion about advice on and lead people through effectively a class mm -hmm. on building out a game. Um, yeah. And in some ways, that does give you more freedom to do uh, to do it instead of reading the emails. Um, the, the email thing for for me specifically is a laziness thing mm -hmm. on two levels. One. Coming up with topics, especially after you've been doing the show for five years, mm -hmm. gets a little look, starts to get a little difficult. Uh, secondly, one of the things you want to do if you want to build up your audience is you want to engage your audience. You want to interact with them. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do that by having a forum, you know, active Absolutely. Facebook page, Google Making Plus group, whatever. Signs. All kinds of ways you can do it. Do it on Twitter, whatever. We use the show, so we're kind of killing two birds with one stone. We're producing the content. While engaging with the listeners at the same time, that's that's one of the reasons that we do it the way we do. Did you really just um actually somebody on Tolkien in the chat no! room? <laughs> did you? I said actually. Oh, did. I didn't say um. <laughs> uh, it's actually uh actually. It's uh, uh, actually actually. Uh, 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 actually Quinn is more developed. Um, um, <laughs> I know. I was just. <laughs> wow, lady. I just I had to call call you on your shit. Yeah, I, you're a croissant. So, so and the the <laughs> other. Did you call me? And looking for content. The other thing I would say is, steal. Listen to what other people within the same community you're doing. You're, you're going to find that you have people who agree or disagree with what you're saying. Of course. Or 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 you're going to be listening feelings. to someone else, and they're going to have a take that you don't agree with. Right. Which gives you a hell of a lot more material. Exactly. No, absolutely. Yay. I mean, like, as Maui and I are both writers, and one of the phrases that we utilize often is, good writers borrow, great writers steal. Right. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Just fucking shamelessly, because it gives you something to talk about, and it, it helps you flush things out, and you can always bring it in with your own take on it. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. So. Hey, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We should write to him. 
The guy starting the podcast. The guy in France? Oh, yeah, yeah, right in the show. We should write in some questions. And yeah. then, and do, do Google Translate. Yeah, Google so Translate. That is horrible yeah. French. No, that was, actually my, that was actually my thought. Like, or fucking Babel. Please forgive me. This or, is not my first language. Yeah. Or my second or my third. I, I don't even speak it, I don't even speak this language. <laughs> Look how great I'm doing. This email brought to you by Google Translate. Yeah. <laughs> we should totally write to him. Or just send, give him send it to our friend Emmy and be like, we want to send this email to a guy who speaks only French. Can you? Yeah. No, send it to Stork. He's got or that. Stork, yeah, perfect. Right. <laughs> and then the email list is going to be like, Oh, uh-huh, baguette, baguette, croissant, croissant. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, <Stork>. Wait, what? Elderberries. <laughs> <laughs> tick pong. See my tick? Yes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> He's never worked. Oh. You're so non sequitur. <laughs> my, the tick? You, you Yes. He's never, well, but uh, supposedly. No, it's related. He, he says, it says, je suis le tic. Oh. But he doesn't actually say it because he's never said anything. I, Cause I, I, I even, yeah. like, crinkled the box to press the button to make him talk and he wouldn't talk. Oh. He, he might require batteries. Uh, Wait, would, but then you have to requ- take him out of the I box. I would have to open the box. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> that's the only, that's the only thing I own that I've never opened. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't... It was a gift, and I'm like, that's really cool, and I set it aside, and like two or three years later, I'm like, he's still sitting there. I'm going to leave him in the box, and he's been in the box ever... (laughs) That thing is probably... Well, maybe he worked at one point. Yeah. I'll bet you he's... When did the cartoon come out? Oh, God. Mm. Um, Late 80s? Okay, well, that's how old he is. I don't fucking know. I, think it was, I don't think it was late eighties. I don't think, was I don't think it's that, that late. Really? Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think when I, where I watched it. Nineties. Mid nineties. Yeah. I think it was the internet. To the chat room. Mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, Hot research that for us, would you? Yeah. <laughs> really? Because it's you actually them and directives. That was not a directive. That was a directive. Real quick from from S. B. Lloyd. Involving players whose characters are absent from the scene by assigning them NPCs. Who are present? Discuss. Wait, Party splits. Someone yeah. is not there mm. for an extended period. And um, an NPC. Usually, re- reread the question for yeah. me. Yeah. I apologize. Involving players whose characters are absent from a scene by assigning them NPCs who are present, rather than playing on this phone, you say, "Hey, play this NPC." That's an interesting thought. Yeah, that is I mean, an interesting we have thought. actually. I mean, we've had some people do that in the past. Honestly, um, metagaming problems. Um, I think it depends on the NPC that you hand them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't want necessarily want to hand them that is obviously really lore relevant and has like nine million. Yeah, don't hand them the oracle. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you want to hand them the guy who comes to them because he's got a problem and wants to hire them, now you've all got the same problem. Right, mm-hmm. you know, and and can together. work together, and he has exactly as much knowledge of it as you do, except a, a little bit more to give them the plot hook, and that's about it. Yep. Live action, two thousand one to two thousand two. No, ninety four to ninety seven. Yeah, so that was bought yeah. right around the time Thank that you, it came out. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. And right. the live action didn't exist, as far as I'm concerned. That might as well be the original Aww. series for Star Wars. God, that thing was live action. What? Ridiculous! The live action. It was so tick. funny. It was I'm sorry. There's, I'm just getting like static whenever you say something there. I know. It's no kidding. <laughs> You're, you're unaware of it, or are you like blocking it out? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> How many movies yeah, are I'm there in the Indiana Jones series? 
I think it's not a bad idea. <laughs> Attaboy. No. You're it's a good just, man. Oh God. Sorry. That's okay. I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, the, the real problem, that the, the primary two problems with, with it is are that, A, if you've got an NPC to hand them for when their player isn't there, you'd sure as hell better have an exit for that NPC when their player <laughs> is there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Otherwise or, you or take it over. Puppets. Like, just firmly take the NPC over. Whatever. Yeah, I know, right? I've done the sock. No, it's um, happened. Before. It's a thing. Or, I mean, the other problem is that half the time when you wind up with a player who for some reason is not involved in what's going on, you might not have seen it fucking coming as yeah, the that's GM. Part mm-hmm. of the a problem. lot of the time it's players who are like, I'm going to go do this thing. Can I go do this thing? Because you want to try to split say the yes. Because they want to go do something maybe that's relevant to their character or feel that they would be better of better use somewhere the fuck else. Mm-hmm. Um, which is definitely a hard line to walk and hard to come up with something on the spot if you didn't have an NPC already planned for it. I mean, I guess you could have a backup NPC written for just such an occasion. Sure. <laughs> but yep. it takes some pretty strong improv skills to be able to figure out how to, how to you know, shoehorn one in in the moment to hand it to the player. Right. Um, I would also say that um, as a player... If I wind up walking away from the party, be like, oh, hey, can I go do this thing real fast? I don't expect you to entertain me. Yeah, I mean, like, what I usually try to do in that moment when it happens is I try to take a brief moment when there is normal, when there's a normal, like, break time in the game. A few minutes later, once the players have accomplished whatever it is that they're trying to do while, you know, Wander McParty Splitter is over here on the, down the other path. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And that's when I'll be like, okay, take a brief break, grab some food or beer or whatever, and I, I I pull aside the guy who party split just long enough to drop them some relevant and interesting information and run them down a very summarized uh, here's what happens while you go to this thing. To re-engage them. And what I like to do, ideally, if they have split the party to go accomplish something, is whether they successfully accomplish that or not, whatever it is that they're trying to do, I hand them some sort of relevant piece of information uh, that ties into the to the plot or the storyline that the other players are doing get them to get them back in. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, I overheard this as I went through the marketplace, or while I was doing this thing, it happened to lead me to uncover, you know, however the fuck you hand it to them. Mm-hmm. You hand them a, a piece of, of information, a clue, that they can then walk back in, and as soon as they're there, hand the other PCs relevant information that they earned while they were gone, that mm-hmm. immediately locks everybody back into the game. Right. Yep. So, and nobody goes, you been! Yeah. <laughs> Like, um, and it makes them feel useful, and it makes the others feel like they weren't just some dick who left for a while, you know? Yep. <laughs> like the guy with the Pegasus. Yeah. Fuck! Ka-caw! I'm still mad! I'm still mad about that, too. Yeah, right, man, you ride off on your sparkle pony. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I Speaking wanted a sparkle. Speaking of World of Warcraft. Yeah, I wanted a sparkle pony so bad. They still sell them, I think. I don't want to talk about wrong. it. <laughs> you should come play. No. <laughs> I like my spaceships. We're they have spaceships and wow. They have spaceships and wow now. Yeah. yeah. Why does everyone have trouble <laughs> with pronouncing the name of my people? <laughs> God, damn it. it sounds just as it is spelled. Dranai. <laughs> I will do impressions. All I'm going to call it then. Thank yeah. you guys for coming in. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my God, this is like half the amount of time that most of our episodes have I know, been. Right? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, been We're tangent people usually. They yeah, are. We're usually tangent more. 105 minutes. That's what. An hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, right? yeah. The first hour time we were on the show, I think it was three, three hours. hours. And the no, oh, was it really? It was no, that's, yeah. that's an, you know, I think that's, it's an hour and forty-five actually. <clears> the show, the shows have been shorter. Yeah, and, and it yeah. isn't just doing it in the daytime. Even yeah. before that, they've been shorter because just run out of steam, getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we have no excuse then. You gave us coffee. Yeah, right? I did. I yeah. Did. There's more probably inside too. Yeah. Good lord. We got a late start too. So yeah, we, yeah, we did. did. Sorry about that. Ending late. Oh, that's that's fine. Wow. And technical <clears throat> difficulties. Yeah. And technical difficulties. I gotta find out what's wrong on this laptop. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Poor laptop. All right. We're listeners of Happy Jacks RPG. Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 3 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Twin. I'm Maui. I'm Aya. And thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Don't forget to join us live uh, at happyjacks.org slash live. And we record at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday mornings for the time being. That may change. That's it. And we'll leave you with a song.
was an open casket And I thought I should attend And then I saw the lady Who was with him at the end As she gazed upon the body She shouted with a grin Only now that it's all over That's the stiffest he has been Get it up! Presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.